0: I'm Noah, and I'm Ben, and you're listening to Product Journey. Hey Ben. Hey Noah, Um, good morning man. <laughs> yeah, good afternoon to you. Morning for <laughs> me, afternoon for you. <laughs> Evening for you, almost. Yeah, yeah, just coming back from the
1: day job. Um, How's it going? How's your week been?
0: Uh it's going good uh it's been a good week. The weather is starting to get nicer here in Seattle, so that's that's been fun, not as cloudy and rainy um so that's good. We had kind of something fun. Our apartment complex did a focus group, <laughs> and All so right. so a focus group do you know what a focus group is uh n- no <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Um, So, basically, the idea, I guess, is basically to put a group together to talk about their opinions about how they want to do things. Um, So, like, for instance, Mm -hmm. this focus group was about the plaza. So, our apartment complex has a little in-between plaza that's kind of a nice little public place. And they're thinking about, like, making some upgrades, um, adding some new stuff. And so, they wanted to get the residents' opinions about how to do that. And so they we had like 30 people there and they split up into like four groups and then they just had like questions, almost like mom <laughs> tests kind of questions <laughs> where they're just kind of like asking how we do things, where we like to be, what stuff do we like to do outside. Yeah. And yeah. the idea is for them to get some ideas about what they should do with this plaza. Mm. Um so it was kind of interesting and at, and the the nice perk was that everyone that went got like a hundred dollars off their rent. What? <laughs> so that's, that's why we went. Um, <laughs> but it was actually pretty fun because it was just like interesting to hear everyone's opinions. And like everyone in our group was like really getting into it. They're like, cause they just, you know, people love talking about the things they like to do. And they're like, Oh, I like to go to this park. Cause there's this awesome little like water <laughs> fountain. And there's this like, all this statues and it's just beautiful and like people are really getting into it and it's you know it's people we don't know like it's just a lot of strangers um so that was an interesting experience so you 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 will you will end up
1: with a bunch of statues in your plaza right now (laughs) (laughs) what's going on
0: yeah i was i was pushing for a really nice water fountain i was like (laughs) we need a water fountain we need some more grass because it's just like all cement right now and it's like Mm. "Eh, i don't really want to hang out there yeah that's true But one person really had a good um, insight, which I think is so true. Once they said, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's the problem. The problem is that the plaza is like in a public place like there's there's restaurants, there's a movie theater. And so it's like the residents don't really just it's not really a place to just hang out. Like they Uh don't want to just go down there and sit because there's just tons of, you know, people in a public space just hanging out or just walking around there and it's not private and so I think that really is like that's why people don't hang out there like that's why the residents don't really care about the plaza that much it's like when you get back from work you just kind of want your own space and something yeah something more more private
1: private. yeah yeah, I can see that if they
0: had something on the roof
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that would be sweet I still gotta say I'm a little jealous, and I feel like I should be moving. <laughs> like, you know, when I moved here, I'm living here for like this is probably the third year right now, and I'm living in the second floor, and I cannot open the front door from my apartment. So every time somebody's ringing, I gotta go all the way down. And there, oh yeah. So that actually there is like. There is something set up that you could just press a button, but it's just not working. And (laughs) I wrote them like, I don't know, probably like 10 emails over the course of three years and they just won't fix
0: that. It's so frustrating. (laughs) Oh man, they're just trying to make you get some exercise in. (laughs) I don't need that though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anything you wanted to start jumping into our, our updates with how things are going what uh what decisions we're struggling with right now or going through <laughs> yeah sure let's do this
1: um so i am a little disappointed in myself <laughs> um because i know that last time we talked we were going about or i was i was talking about uh, reaching out to first customers and i mm-hmm. just i just didn't do that so far like i have to say there was not much time in my week but yeah. i also kind of feel that i i was trying to put it off like just pushing it back <laughs> probably because yeah. it's not the like i don't really want to do it so i kind of have to <laughs> you know i'm I'm fighting with myself to just do it i guess <laughs> um yeah but on the other hand today was a good day um or maybe i would i should probably s- say this first um I, d- I did get into contact with somebody who is running or starting an open source community and they were looking for um for a place to basically host the communications channel for the for the project it's called blitz js oh, maybe nice. you've heard of it um
0: i haven't but that sounds like a good thing
1: yeah that got quite a bit of attention on twitter the day that they uh first talked about it got like above 1k likes or whatever so it sounds oh. like that could actually be a substantial amount of people <laughs> <laughs> which would be yeah. kind of kind of awesome so i said hey i would i would actually give away a, fl- a full play group forever um with the intention of just seeing like stress testing it like not making any money off of it but basically getting a little bit of exposure and seeing if everything works as expected <clears throat> so that was yeah. i don't know like feels like a good move at this point um
0: yeah it seems like that could be kind of a good marketing move too like especially if it's like a really big group of, you know, lots of other software developers that, you know, it's open source, but they probably have a day job where their business is using something. Yeah. If, if you could show them like, Hey, this is an awesome alternative. Um, they might be like, oh, I really like this. I'm going to go tell my manager. And like, I don't know that. Yeah. Especially with a hu- like a big group that could be a really good way to, you know, you're, you're doing it for free, but the marketing of just getting it out there and letting people know about it could be really helpful.
1: Yeah, right. That's what I was was thinking. Also that it would be kind of like, let's say there is a team of, I don't know how many people that would grow to, but let's say it grows to 500 people. That's probably more than every remote company or most remote companies would have. So that would be right, like a pretty good stress test just for the product itself. I, I kind of like that. So if you yeah. see it works with that, that big of a group, it would probably work with <clears throat> smaller teams as well.
0: Yeah, and I could see like bigger groups could be maybe where play group even thrives just because like, you know how you have built it where, you know, it's not just like tons of notifications and all these loose threads, like things are more organized where I think bigger teams struggle more with that. Like, like in like, where I work with our Slack channels, like there's just, there's always new notifications, which I don't yeah, yeah. have those on, but, Basically, there's always tons of channels highlighted that like, (laughs) oh, I have to look at this thing. Yeah, right. Um, Just because there's, you know, a lot of people where if things are kind of condensed down into different specific threads, um, like you're doing with Playgroup where it's specific to you and your mentions, like. Yeah, Yeah, right. Yeah, I can see more value in that.
1: So that was pretty interesting also because i got to talk to the person who is um doing the open source thing and they were like hey uh so i've got some questions like are there private channels and can i send dms in in playgroup and that that was like you know with the landing page i tried to kill as many objections right from the start and i know that i've heard heard the point about the dms like private messages probably like five times now so i decided to just go ahead and build that and i actually kind of managed to finish that today so nice. so even though i did not reach out to like real companies yet i feel pretty good about doing the private messaging stuff today because it yeah. feels like it's a must-have feature at this point because everybody that i've talked to so far is mentioning it so yeah that mm-hmm. i think that's like a little bit of progress there um yeah so, yeah, yeah i could
0: I, see that as a must-have feature yeah like. um, You want to be able to talk to people (laughs) just one on one.
1: Yeah, and I also, yeah, that's what I was thinking, but I kind of built it in a different way this time. So I went ahead and just, uh, so you can basically, it's not just one on ones, but conversations. So you can basically decide who should participate in it. So it's basically like, hey, I want to start a conversation. And you can choose to invite like five people to the conversation. And then you'll be like basically in a chat room with those people. It will still be asynchronous, so it's not like real time chat but it's more than just one-on-one so you can say let's let's gather five people and have them in a separate like tiny tiny group basically
0: are you able to add more people after the fact like yeah. after you've created that kind of that group okay yeah, and then yeah, just invite them later yeah right that's nice
1: yeah a little more a little more flexible than just one-on-ones uh that's what i was thinking
0: <laughs> yeah Nice, that's that seems like some good progress. And it sounded like you implemented that pretty quickly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's still rough around the edges. <laughs> <You> <laughs> probably needs some some love for mobile and stuff like that. But the general mm-hmm. thing, like if I open three three browser windows being logged in with different personas, it works just as expected. So that's pretty good.
0: So do you think you're able to do that so quickly because you kind of have the infrastructure like you have a really good infrastructure there where it's like you can just kind of add more you know you know messaging kind of features cuz you already I mean that's what it's play groups kind of build on
1: Yeah pretty much um I was thinking if I should just instead of you know implementing a new model and like doing a new database thing for the for the messages just go with say I, I could, like, I could have probably used a private channel for it so that, you know, because it works the same way. You invite people to the channel and then everything, <laughs> like, there would probably just be one default thread. I could have pulled it off that way and just say, hey, I'm implementing I'm implementing it as messages, but in reality, it's just one private channel. But I kind of decided not to do that because that way I'm more flexible. And if I ever decide that messages need to be real-time, the way I build it right now is it's it's pretty easy to... Um, ported to real time um, mm. no, no plans of doing that so far but if people you know if people don't see value in asynchronous dms which would be pretty much like old school forums at that point um then it's it's decoupled enough so that i can just move it over to a to uh, to synchronous communication at that point and yeah i mean yeah. it was it was pretty straightforward implementing it because everything else was already in place so you know the whole user model stuff that's already set up and how I pass stuff from front to back that made it probably a lot easier than starting from scratch there yeah
0: nice yeah it sounds like you you have a a good system and infrastructure that you're building there (laughs) I (laughs) hope to make changes on yeah yeah
1: (laughs) moving faster
0: (laughs) yeah nice
1: so yeah I kind of dropped the ball on reaching out to people but i did make some progress so not feeling too bad about it
0: (laughs) yeah well i saw it looked like you were doing a decent amount on twitter though and just like oh yeah (laughs) reaching out to different people that could be interested or whatever
1: yeah i'm kind of trying to mention it here and there and i was also you know we talked about that a little bit before i made that kind of fun joke about uh how there should be indie backers um to support <laughs> yeah. indie hackers and i was just i was trying to make a wordplay there <laughs> yeah. i mean, i do like the idea but I was more i basically tweeted it more for the wordplay <laughs> and that got <laughs> yeah. a, that got a lot of attention and actually brought like 35 new followers and uh yeah <laughs> so i, I quickly <laughs> yeah, that's dec- good though yeah i quickly decided to make a new pin tweet and um because i have analytics in place i can actually see that more than 100 people came through that pinned tweet <laughs> so that was pretty funny actually like driving some traffic to the site yeah by accident
0: <laughs> I, I feel like uh so you just need to tweet somewhat controversial stuff like you'll get lots of people <laughs> making uh, replies and yeah. stuff because I, mean, the- I saw a lot of people are like there's already stuff for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> like there's Patreon and whatnot,
1: and I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there was some some interesting stuff in there. Like, uh, Colonel Cortland- Allen actually said that he was also thinking about doing that when redoing the uh, the the project pages of Indie Hackers, I think. So that would be kind of fun to actually see that on Indie Hackers, I think. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I could see that being pretty useful. I don't know, like it's, it's, for me, I've never really jumped over someone's Patreon that often. Like, I don't know if it, you know, especially people that are really part of the indie hackers community. Like, they're, I think they're more likely to just, if that was a feature as a part of it, I think people would maybe, be willing to do it. Yeah, yeah. I did see someone had kind of a comment, which I think, kind of makes sense. Like, just support their product then. Like yeah, if you want to back them.
1: Yeah, that was a good comment. I think, like, just uh, just buy a subscription from that product. I would probably, yeah, that's a good idea. I think.
0: Yeah, I guess the maybe the, I mean, it would just depend what their product is like, it and who their target audience is. Like, maybe they're trying to sell something that's really expensive for enterprise or something. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, you know, other indie hackers just aren't going to be able to support. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <so> I could <laughs> see still there being a place for it, but yeah
1: yeah don't want to buy rocket ship services per month
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) nice well that's uh, that's fun
1: so yeah that's that's
0: my week what about you (laughs) um so this week it was a good week um so i was kind of finishing up a couple things on my mvp and that went well i'm pretty much done with it um, and I actually deployed it, so it's it's like usable it's live like uh it's not necessarily on like a like a domain that people can find but it's it's live to where when I'm talking to someone and I want someone to start using it I can just they can connect to it and start using the widget that I have built <laughs> um for user engine so that's cool. I have a couple of tweaks that I'm still adding to the widget but Otherwise, it's pretty much done. Um, And so then what I started working on was kind of like a sell sheet page. Um, So actually, I don't think I talked about this last time. I've kind of already changed a little bit of my strategy for my MVP. Oh, yeah, right. Um, You didn't mention that. Like I was, you know, not exactly sure if I wanted to just put it out there for free for people to just try start getting some feedback on it um or if i wanted like a lower price point but basically what i decided was that in some ways it's not really a like complete it's not really a complete uh product on its own like basically it just dumps this user data and feedback into a google spreadsheet and i mean someone could use that but like I think it'd be better and just more value if I'm kind of involved in helping them use that or like basically bringing, um, insights out of that data to them. And so kind of what I landed on is kind of like a consultant kind of deal where I'm going to be kind of a consultant in this, use my widget that I've built as the tool to, to collect the data. And then maybe it'll be like a four month thing. Of collecting data and at the end of that I'm gonna create a report out of the data and deliver it to them and so I really liked this idea um, I think Nelson I forget his last name um, he's a an entrepreneur that has a, a successful SaaS business um, that kind of was pushing me towards this when I talked to him and I, I really liked it because it's you know it's a way that I can start charging actually for this product At the Mm -hmm. same time, I can really learn a lot. Like if I insert myself as the consultant, almost like I'm inserting myself as I am the MVP. (laughs) (laughs) And um, at that point, like, you know, I can just, I can be involved more. And so I think, you know, maybe get on some calls with some of the people that hopefully end up being customers and just learn more that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then like I can actually charge for it. Um, so the plan is to charge a thousand dollars, just a one-time a $1, thousand um, dollars. Because the other thought around that is that right now I don't think there's a ton of continual value. Like oh, after yeah. you've done after you've done the the survey, you've done the market product market fit engine one time. Like you, maybe some people would have value in just continuously doing that, but especially with not having any tools or like, you know, dashboards to show analytics and data based on it and stuff that they can just go see at any time. Like there's not as much continuous value. And so basically just for now, like obviously I want to make this into a SaaS, but I think for this MVP, it makes more sense for it to be a one-time payment basically, um, and then you know I deliver it. I deliver a report, and and that's kind of it for now. And then you know, in the yeah, meantime, I, I can be building on the SaaS.
1: <clears throat> I really like that approach. Actually, it's a bit a little bit like the stage step approach. Like not starting with the SaaS, but going with, um, you know, trying to productize it later, or productizing yeah. yourself in that case, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I like it. I, I I'm yeah I'm really excited about it. The plan is to have them pay $300 up front and then $700 on the report's delivery. Yeah, yeah. And so my my target for this, at least, like, I think my target audience... I mean, my target's gonna change throughout. Like, you know, if I'm building a SaaS, or you know, if I'm if I'm building it for more like indie hackers, bootstrappers. But this is definitely more so targeted for like venture-backed startups that are looking to find product market fit, <clears throat> want to have more data around that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and that's why I'm I'm pricing it more at like a thousand. Um, and I think it it makes more sense with the value that what it can bring right now.
1: Yeah, I mean that sets some expectations. I'd say like if you charge one k, that eliminates a lot of uh, a lot of businesses or s- s- you know people s- just starting out.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I'm afraid that if I just made this a free thing, which it could be helpful for maybe some bootstrappers and indie hackers, but the problem is to really make it useful, you need some users and you need you know you need the data and the feedback. So like people yeah. are starting out, this tool. At least yeah, like I'd like it to get to so to, to a point where it is helpful to those kind of people, but right now I don't I just don't think it will be. And so if I allowed those kind of people in, I think it would just confuse me or, or just waste time in some ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um and so I'm kind of trying to avoid that with targeting more at later stage businesses at this point
1: yeah I think that makes a lot of sense especially because as you said that if you if you're not ready to pay 1k for it you probably also and that's I mean that's me guessing but then you also probably don't have that many users
0: right yeah like you gotta I guess and that's the other thing that I think venture-backed companies are a good fit is because they have money (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they don't necessarily have product market fit <laughs> yeah that's true and so this could be something that really helps them in that or you know it could be something where they can say hey now we can prove or have a really good data point to show investors that we do have product market fit so maybe it could even be a good thing for people that are about to fundraise or something like that <clears throat> yep so, makes sense um, so yeah so i i built kind of like a, a sell sheet that's you know it's not like a public landing page but it's something that i can basically do direct sales with people and just link them to this notion sell sheet doc that is kind of like a landing page that shows what i'm gonna do um and the price point and all that and so I, I worked on that it has a little faq a part of it um and i'm pretty happy with where it's at now i want to make a few changes add a few things to the faq but the main thing I was kind of struggling around which I know you kind of pointed out, I had a couple other people point as well is just like that I, it doesn't have much credibility. <laughs> like what's yeah, my credibility? Yeah. Why why are people going to pay me to do this? Um and that's I don't know, that's a that's a hard question I think especially for <laughs> people that are just starting out <laughs> because maybe you don't have any credibility. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um but, I mean, I'm going to add something there. I'm going to add, like, a little somewhat kind of, like, an about me or who built this where I, I at least can share some of my experience with startups and entrepreneurship stuff in the past and maybe even just share how I've struggled. I've, I've seen this problem in my own businesses, and that's why I'm solving it. That, you know, just gives a little personal feel, maybe hopefully some credibility. Yeah, yeah, I like but, that. But, uh, yeah, so how are you... Trying to solve credibility with Playgroup. I just hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's
1: actually something that... And that's probably why I was pointing it out so quickly <laughs> when you showed me the page. It's something yeah. I was struggling with as well. And um, I really, really want to have some users. Just so that I can put some quotes about Playgroup on the front page. But I just don't have any users yet, so... <laughs> Yeah, so what did I do? Um, I just tried to go with some quotes that are um, like from, sorry, from people, sorry. frog in your throat. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Um, so I just went with some quotes from people at Buffer and um, other companies that are well-known for remote work and tried to use them and kind of point out the pain points, which is not the same as having credibility. Like, I don't know if it's really increasing credibility, but it's it's still, imp- like, it's making the pain point more obvious, I think. Which is a little bit different,
0: but kind hmm. of the same. <laughs> like, it's not well, yeah, very... And it's kind of like saying Im- other people that are well-known and important say yeah. that this is a problem.
1: Yeah, maybe it's about their authority being used to my advantage somehow (laughs) (laughs) like you know i could write the hey i've had code deployed for sites like 3m and staples.com which i did but it like that doesn't say anything about the
0: product i'm building right now (laughs) so yeah it's well i think the the move that you're talking about of if you could just you know get a big group like a open source group on playgroup for free even just using that like just saying that that group is on there and just a thousand users are in, are using this or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, that would be awesome. That would give you a lot of credibility. So, I, I think, yeah, for sure. I mean, really, what it is that gives you credibility is just like past experience that shows that you did something solving that problem or like you have people using it now that are, you know, like case studies um, and stuff like that of people are using this product and it's really helping them. And yeah, so that right. kind of makes all of us that are just starting out in a hard spot because we don't have <laughs> any users yet. And that's that's what we're trying to get. <laughs> yep. And I was, you know, I was thinking you could make those up, like, you know, just invent
1: somebody <laughs> who doesn't really use your product. And um, like, just think of a quote and put it on your front page. And I, I don't know, I feel like this would actually work. Like it's a little shady, <laughs> but but you know, if yeah, you... Yeah, that is a little shady. If you don't mind, I think that could actually improve your landing page. I don't know. Like, I feel that social proof for me—if I see a product and there's there are quotes on there from actual customers—I I think that's a pretty good argument. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, another thing that obviously a lot of landing pages do is just show some of the logos of companies that are using it. Like, I, oh yeah. Whenever I see that, I'm definitely like, okay, <laughs> buy some companies that I know of or whatever, like, okay, this is a good product, it, it, I'm gonna it kinda, trust it at least.
1: Yeah, it kind of gives you the feeling that at least your data won't be lost, right? <laughs> like, if I, if I use that, I, I could kind of trust them to not mess up completely.
0: Yeah, so this also kind of makes me think, like, I think, I mean, obviously the real problem here is getting your first users. Um, and I think, in some ways, I think a landing page might not be the best way to do that. Like. Like, yeah, because that just means that someone random, like, they're not, you're not going to have the credibility, you know, someone random coming to your landing page. Obviously, having a landing page helps, but I feel like it's, you know, it's easy and, and maybe the best strategy is to try to use the relationships you have already to get your first users. You know, if you have a friend that, you know, for Playgroup knows or works at a company that is remote, like go for those things first because they're like, Hey, it's my buddy made this. I trust him. I know he does makes good products like that. I think you're going to have an easier time getting your first users that way. And, and, and it's more of a direct sales uh, channel instead of, you know, a landing page or something that someone's finding online. Um, and so that's kind of my strategy. Like later today, I'm meeting with a guy that, I don't know him super well, but he uh, has apparently he started like the biggest marketing uh group in the Pacific Northwest. Um All right. I don't I don't know if he isn't still in charge of that marketing group, but basically he has a lot of networking and connections and stuff. And you know, if if I'm sure he knows someone that could help me. <laughs> um and so <laughs> You know, just reaching out to those kind of people, having meetings with them, talking. Like, I think that's probably... Like, that's what I'm going to try to do in getting my first... Like, I would be really happy, you know, if I um, used all my different connections and I just was able to get one person using what (laughs) I've built so far for user engine. You know, a thousand bucks, like, and just... You know, because I can learn a lot from one user and, and walking through this with them and, and kind of helping them with this, that it will help me hopefully to build the next thing that yeah, makes it even yeah, better. Yeah. Um, you know, if it was more than one, that'd be great. But that's, yes, yeah, so that's kind of my strategy. And I, f- I feel like that could work well for you with Playgroup, too. You know, yeah, if you can make yeah, a yeah. connection with someone that either knows someone or, or works at a remote company Um, that you know like yeah i I mean that that kind of like just skips over that credibility issue i guess
1: yeah that's true i feel like what you said that if you can eliminate the landing page you're also eliminating a lot of the unknowns because landing pages assume a lot like you assume that you know who your (laughs) who your customers are Mm -hmm. and that brings a lot of unknowns with it i think whereas when you when you either know somebody or know somebody who knows somebody then it's kind of more direct and you know you, you know you know the company they work for like in my case you know i could probably check if that if it's if it's actually a good fit or no um yeah which, yeah. which i kind of can't do if if they just see the landing page then it's just them deciding you know like yeah so many assumptions there
0: <laughs> right and that's why i kind of landed on not making a landed landing page um yeah i like that approach for now, at least, like right now it's just a, a notion doc that i can change easily and it's more just you know it's just a tool that i can use when direct emailing people or when the people i know share it with people but it's not like a landing page where this is a stated fact of this is how this business works this is their whole model and I don't know. Just because I know, for me at least, with what I'm doing, there's going to be a lot of iteration there. Like I might even try to do some A/B testing um, with with that before I build a landing page. Like I could see myself making multiple versions of the of Notion <laughs> documents <laughs> and uh, sending them to different people. Yeah, that's uh, a good idea. So yeah, I'm trying to kind of uh, not do too much work basically not do too much stuff before i i know what i'm doing (laughs) like (laughs) even with the widget that i'm building like there's definitely some things i could add to make it better but it's like i might as well not build that until someone tells me that's what they want
1: (laughs) Um, yeah yeah i mean it's like you're trying to get away with minimal you know minimal effort right now and first of all see if it if it could work And Mm. I kind of think that's pretty smart, (laughs) like just try to validate the idea still and not put so much time into it. Yeah.
0: Well, it's, and it, for me, like, I think there's something here basically. So I I think that's, and at least in my mind has been like validated, like, but then it's trying to figure out which path I want to go down and validating those different paths. Cause I feel like there's like five different paths. I could take this kind of business. Um, and solve the problem in basically different ways. And so it's kind of like validating the path that I go down. Um, as I guess how I'm thinking about it.
1: Yeah. Makes sense.
0: So, so. yeah. So that was pretty much, I was pretty much what happened this week. I guess what I'm the next steps for me is I have a couple updates to do to that notion doc. And then I'm going to start, just uh talking to the people i know see if they know any startups i'm um, getting feedback on my notion doc like i like i guess i'm i'm considering making an indie hackers post just to get some feedback on the notion doc even though obviously those people won't necessarily be yeah, yeah, yeah. possible target customers but maybe they'll just help me to to make it clearer and better yeah that's uh, a good do idea do you think that's a good idea
1: yeah i i think i'd do that and then just like you know take everything with a grain of salt but like listen listen broadly apply narrowly or whatever we said a couple episodes back probably do that yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> right <clears throat> yeah and so i guess this next week is mostly just going to be reaching out to people i might do a little bit of cold emailing if i am starting to run just uh if i run out of people <laughs> <to> <laughs> ask
1: <laughs> yeah yeah makes sense I'll Uh, probably just try to kick my ass once more and uh, (laughs) do the outreach.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Got to do the selling. Yep. All right. Did you have anything else you wanted to mention? Nah, I'm good. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, we will talk to you in another episode. See you next week. Bye.